Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Today's episode is all about money and easy things that we can all do to be more responsible with the money that we're making and not fall victim to the convenience of one-click shopping, social media pressure, and all the other little things that can drain our bank account. Here's the truth. I've not always been the most financially responsible human, and it wasn't until recently that I had to make a big change and pivot how I not only thought of money, but how I was treating the money that I was making. And I've come to realize too that as a person who helps so many other women learn strategies to grow their own income, I'm kind of doing you a disservice by not also creating content on how to be responsible with the income that you're earning so that you can save, invest, or spend it on something more intentional later on, which will also play a huge role in the success that you create with your business. So it all comes full circle. And I'm not brave enough, nor am I financially literate enough to go at this topic alone. So I decided to bring in my girl, the money-making mama herself, Hillary Perryman, so that she can pour into you some of the money tips that she's learned and practiced over the years. Hillary is a wife, mama of two, solopreneur, and refreshingly real and transparent, which is why I love her and which is why I had to bring her on today. So sit back and relax and let's get into it. All right, Hillary Perryman on the Six Figure Influencer Podcast again. Again. (laughs) Round two, take two rather, (laughs) because technology Mercury is not in retrograde, but you wouldn't know that by my tech problems this week. <laughs> so I'm happy to chat with you again. I am too. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for having me in the first place. But now we get to do this twice. So it's like twice the fun. Now we get to, you know, I feel like this might be the universe, you know, since we're talking about money and I have improved. Okay. I've gotten better. Got a girl. Like might be the universe and God being like, you probably need to have this conversation again. I saw you at Target a few days ago and we need to, we need to have Hillary back. So I see like a reminder. (laughs) Fine. Let's talk about it again. So we're talking about money today. Yes. Super excited. So before we get into it, introduce yourself, please. Yes. Hey, you guys. Again, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. Uh, My name is Hillary Perryman. I am a mom of two. Uh, Kinley is six, Flynn is one, and teething super bad. So it's fun up in our house these days. Perfect. Um, Right. And Jake, my husband, works for Homeland Security. So he's got a real fun job. We live in Michigan. Never thought I'd live here, but yet here we are. Um, and life is really cool over here. I own my own Rodan and Fields business and I get to work from home, raise some kids, be a good wife. And now I get to share all kinds of money saving tips because social media is a beautiful thing. And I get to connect with so many people, which is really, really cool. And that's how we connected, which I love. That's right. And yes, so like said, you are the money growing mama, which got my attention. And, you know, we work together through business things, but (laughs) I really wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about money because my whole thing is obviously helping women grow their influence and their income. But growing your income does no good when you don't have, um, when you don't know what you're doing with money and when you're being yes. irresponsible with it, right? And I know this firsthand, which we'll, yep. we'll get into, and I know that you know it firsthand. So I wanted to have you on here because I think it's a really important conversation to have. And I don't think enough people are talking about it in a super honest way. So I'm trying to be better yep. talking about it. I talk about the money that I make sometimes and I share numbers and I have no problem with that. 
But part of that, I want to be responsible and not only for myself, taking precautions and learning more about money and being smarter with it, but helping my people do that too. So that's why I wanted to have you on here because you, like I said, you're the money growing mama. And I just think it's a, it's a good conversation that we need to have. So let's, let's talk about it. So, okay. Something that we've talked about before, which I feel like needs to be addressed on this podcast is both you and I are similar in the fact that we both came from backgrounds where money was tight and we have wonderful parents, blah, blah, blah. They're great, but they were stupid with money. At least mine was. Okay. Speaking for myself here, great parents, not the best with money. So of course that's how I grew up Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how you were too. So let's talk about that. What, what was it like growing up for you? Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much exactly how it was. Again, wonderful parents. Love my parents. They did the best that they could with what they had or what they knew to do that was taught by their parents. I mean, Financially speaking, a lot of what we know is what we've learned from generations before. And but right now we're in a time where y'all generations are different. Okay. So and we have a choice as kids, even if we're grown kids, to make decisions that better ourselves. And it doesn't mean that you're telling your parents that they're mean. That's not what we're saying. My parents, it was the same type of deal. Um, They both worked extremely hard. They had great jobs. My dad now owns a very successful trucking business. My mom is about to retire from the uh, public safety sector in New Jersey. They both built great careers. However, growing up, that was not something that we were very excited about. There was not enough money to go around for bills. There was a lot more spending than saving. Um, and, and they did the best that they could to teach my sister and I, but there really wasn't a lot of teaching of how to be smart with your money or how to, you know, even when you get sums of money in, don't just blow it. We've, you know, we've all had those times where, we get, a, we get our tax return and we've all got this wish list that's just piling up of like, oh, when I get my tax return, I want to do this. When I, do, when I get it, I want to do this. And they, they didn't necessarily teach us the best habits of, no, 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 you take a portion of this and you put it away. And then you take a portion of this and you can have some fun. And then you take a portion of this and maybe you pay something off. Right. They were, they were just not very, um, they weren't very inept to teach us that. So, which has now brought me to where I'm at, turning 30 this week, um, which getting used to saying that. Wait, um, Thursday? Uh, Thursday, the 29th, August 29th. Oh, okay. So whenever this airs, you'll be 30. I will be officially 30. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's taken me almost 30 years to realize some of my spending habits are from my parents and some of my money habits I can be an adult and take control of and learn how to change them on my own. Sure. Yeah. And that's, so that's very similar to how I grew up. I both mean money was so scarce and, but it kind of, it ebbed and flowed depending on what was going on. Mm -hmm. But I just, I knew, I mean, first of all, savings account was laughable. I mean, I I don't even think my parents had a savings account, um, nor, no, like absolutely not. And anything that was made was spent, right? Like that. Like that. I mean, it was spent before it even got to us. Yep. So that's how I grew up. And, you know, I love how you say like, yeah, you, you pick things up, you grow up and you, obviously you're going to take things into adulthood with you from your parents, of course. And we're, we're thankful for that. But at some point you have to realize, okay, this isn't serving me. Right. And that's where, that's how it happened for me because that's how I grew up. Um, and it wasn't necessarily anything wrong with my parents. There just wasn't a lot to go around. And I picked up, I guess, the mentality of many money is meant to be spent, mm-hmm. not saved, not invested, not to let it accumulate or, you know, multiply in any way. It just, it's going to be spent. And that's yeah. how, I mean, all through my twenties, I made great money. You know, I bartended all through college. Yeah. I, you know, I had my first business made great, great money and it was all like have nothing to show for it. So 
I know for me, it came to a point where I was like, oh man, this is going to get really, really bad. And I had to make a change. Same. Ours, ours was exactly the same. And I did the same thing. I mean, my parents, they didn't have money to go around. They still worked really hard. They got divorced when I was eight, which, you know, add another financial burden on top of what they already had. And now you have two single parents, which also taught me a couple really great, amazing things that I'm so glad that I learned. But it also kind of added to that, like, again, savings was laughable. They, you know, they didn't have extra of anything. And when there was something to, to show for what they've, they've done, it got spent and we were the same. It was, oh, you got money. Let's go spend it. Oh, you got money sitting around. What can you go buy with it? And now my dad is extremely frugal, but that was not the case before. Right. So it's, it's funny to see how they sometimes change too, But same, I had really great, great jobs all through my 20s. I worked in neurosurgical and in trauma. I worked in pediatric cardiothoracics. My paychecks were not small, but at the end of every pay period, there was nothing to show for it because I was young and dumb and had money to spend. You live and learn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what was the point for you? I'm curious. I always love to hear people's like, where you come up to this fork in the road and you're like, okay, you know, you can either keep going on the path that you are, or you have this moment where maybe you've hit rock bottom or something happened and you finally make this change. What was that for you? So that for me actually wasn't all that long ago. Um, (laughs) It was probably the end of last year. So end of 2018. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was relatively recent where we had made some moves to, you know, like Jake was maxing out his retirement and some things here and there, but we really hadn't made much of a change in the personal spending. We had made some smarter choices where you can have them pull it before you get paid and then it's not even worryable, but our personal things, we had to change. So it was probably the end of last year, um, had two little kids and it was right around like, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And we're looking around. Jake also has um, an older daughter. She's 12. She lives in Montana. And one of the things that we've paid for for years is her travel, which has racked up some insane credit card debt that we can never catch up on. Mm-hmm. And when we went to go look for like, let's go shopping for the kids for Christmas, because we weren't smart enough to put things aside or because we weren't able to pay off these credit cards that we had used for travel or for this or for that in the amount of time that we really should have because we were focused on spending other things. It was that point where like Christmas is coming and we're going to make Christmas small, not because, you know, we're minimalists or anything like that more because the money just wasn't there. And as a parent that will kick you in the gut. And don't get me wrong. It was also a great kick in the gut because it really did put us and especially me because Jake is not a spender. I'm guilty as charged. I am the spender in this relationship, Mm -hmm. but it really put us in the mindset of we have got to change to make things better for our kids. Yeah. So that, that was our big thing. And we've made other changes since then. Um, But what we did last year was we had a budget for Christmas of $300. So each kid got $100 and that was it. And I have to say it was the best Christmas we've ever had because we had less stuff. We were really frugal in what we got the kids and they each had a set amount that was exactly the same. So all three kids got $100 and it it was one of those like it was a really sad, scary time, but it also taught us a big lesson and now we're sticking with that Christmas budget. Beautiful. It's like two really good lessons because it was this moment of clarity. Like, okay, you don't want to feel like that again, which those are always really powerful moments, especially like you said with kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, that's tough. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that. But then also to see like, okay, while I don't want to feel guilty like that again, I also was able to see that, Hey, Christmas at the end of the day isn't about the presents. Right. Um, it's about the moments and all the things. And it was great just on a minimal budget like that, which which also goes into this whole the whole point of this conversation being smart yeah. with your money and not blowing it on a bunch of toys that the kids aren't gonna use or toys that you yourself aren't gonna use, you know. Exactly. 
Um, that's so, wow. Okay. So that was the moment for you that things, and then was it like going into the new year? You said starting right now, like I'm a new woman. Yep. Pretty much. And don't get me wrong. There are still, it is one of those things. It's like any type of personal, personal, God, I can't talk personal (laughs) growth journey where you're going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to have those ups and downs, but there's, you know, there's been some mistakes where I've definitely gone into Target since and spent more than I've budgeted for. And I came home and I felt like crap. And I'm like, I don't need all these things from the dollar section. Well, you're However, it is not the big, huge things that we used to do. Yeah. So it still happens, but it also is much easier. I think now for me, especially, cause like I said, Jake's not a spender in the first place, but for me to be able to see the behaviors that used to do me in that now I can kind of catch halfway through where maybe I'm in the middle of Target and I'm looking at my cart and halfway through the store, I'm like, why is all this stuff in my cart? Right. Like, why do I need this? And I put something back and re- and realize that I'm like, nope, don't fall back into that because you're going to be so mad at yourself when you get home and Jake asked you why you bought all this. Right. Yeah. So good. So that was my next question. Like what, what's the situation with you and Jake in terms of money? Cause I know like my turning point was, you know, Chris and I, we have a, I didn't think it was that unique, but we keep our accounts separate. Um, not for any like reason. We just, we never got around to combining accounts mm-hmm. and I just like my own money. I don't know why, right. but I just, I want to make my own money. I like to keep that separate. My money is mine. His money is ours. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, kind of. No, but seriously, like that that's kind of how it's been. So that being said, my money habits were kind of kept to myself because it wasn't in his face all the time. Well, I mean, I'm just going to be vulnerable and be real, but you know, I had racked up a little bit of credit card debt while growing this business and a few things and what, still spending like, like I had it all in the bank account. Right. And we had this conversation twice where I was like, what, why are you doing this? And he is very, he grew up in a completely opposite background. His parents were frugal and super tight with money and, um, just polar opposite as it can get to mine. So he is very safe with his money and he doesn't like debt. And so I just saw it being an issue potentially, you know, it it was becoming an issue when we would talk about finances and he would look at me like, why, why are you carrying over a balance on the credit card? And I was right. like, well, I mean, target. So, you know, and it was, it was this really uncomfortable conversation. And finally, like it got to the point where it was one conversation too many. And I just caught myself and I said, no, yeah. this, I, I know the statistics. I know that I mean, I, well, I don't know the statistics, but I've heard that the majority of serious marital issues are typically centered around money. And I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be the cause for any strife in our marriage and that it really, and not to mention like, again, my job is help women grow their income and I'm doing the same for myself. But if I can't even keep it in the bank account to where I can reinvest in my business and continue growing it, like what good of a coach and mentor am I if I'm not even going to start doing these things? So that was a big moment for me where I had to like really look at how I was acting and ask myself like, is this what I'm wanting to continue into the future and really made a change. So, you know, Chris and I, part of that was me and Chris getting on the same page, Mm -hmm. talking about money more than what we were. And it's been wonderful. And what's kind of crazy is I feel like I've made more money since then. Like I swear, I swear ever since like having this come to Jesus and I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm taking you know, looking at my account, paying attention, cutting out the bowl. Yeah. And I have more coming in. So like what, what's the vibe with you and Jake? So with us, it's funny that you said, you know, mine is mine and his is ours. <laughs> um, it's, it's so funny, not necessarily, but doesn't it feel that way sometimes? Um, so ours, I have to say, so we've been married, um, God, almost 10 years. We've been together for almost 13. Um, and it's been a long time where we had separate everything. 
I worked, he worked. Um, the biggest change came when I stopped working and I moved to staying at home with the kids and I was still spending like I was working and we had two incomes and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the, and we had joined bank accounts when we got married. So we each have the way that we have it split up is like, we have a joint bills account. So we have like one main account that everything gets deposited into. Then we have our savings, which we did not have a savings until this year. That's new. Um, and then we each have an allowance mm-hmm. because so what we, what we found or what I found was that paychecks would come in and I would, you know, I would pay all the bills. I managed the money in this relationship, which is good in some ways now before it wasn't because I was that idiot that was like, Oh, I'm all, we're also getting paid again on Friday. So instead of paying this bill right now, I'll just pay it on Friday when we get paid again. And that gives me shopping money. Right. Because I was, I was a spender. Um, so we kind of went through the same thing. And it's funny that you brought up the statistics of like, like marital strife and finance, because that was, they may not agree with me, but from what I saw and what I know, that was the number one, like top of the list reason that my parents got divorced. And that's one of the things that I never wanted to do to my kids. I mean, my husband knows the only way out of this is in a body bag. There is no divorce, but Lorena Bobbitt, (laughs) right? For real. That's the only way out. But that was, that was definitely their biggest tipping point. And I didn't want us to turn into that. And it was one of those, it's always that slow build. I didn't realize how bad my spending was or how, like how often I was buying something that I didn't need or how often maybe we were putting something off that we could have paid off when we got our tax returns back or something like that. It's, it's like that snow, that snowball effect that all of a sudden it runs you over and you're like, well, shit, now I got to change it. So that was kind of the same with us. And his same, like you said about Chris's family, like Jake's family is completely opposite of mine in every single way, shape and form. Love them as much as my own, but they are frugal. Mm -hmm. They are good with money. Everybody in their family is good with money. I don't know anybody that's not, except for maybe me and Jake. Yeah. So that's also why it was always kind of like a reminder when we would spend time with his family of, They've owned houses before we have, they have, they all, they all went the college route. He went the military route. So that changed things in that aspect a little bit, but seeing what they do with their money in a frugal way, and they don't talk about it. It is never talked about, which is what I think needs to change, Mm -hmm. but they're so good about it. And you can see they have such minimal stress levels and they're not worried about things all the time. And they don't, you know, they don't carry that burden where over here, the way that I carry it or the way that my family carries it, you can, like, you can see the difference, Oh yeah, which is crazy. Oh yeah. Cut it with a knife. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, there's so many parallels here. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, these big turning points. And did you notice whenever, I'm, I'm curious, because I, I swear there's something to this, but whenever you made the conscious effort to make a change with money, did you notice an improvement in business? I did. And not, not necessarily just in what I was bringing into my business, which was definitely different because I wasn't spending every single penny. I was able to reinvest. I was able to, you know, maybe offer something to my clients because I had some extra that I wasn't blowing. Right. Um, but I think also it was a major mindset shift because I was, I was making myself so aware of this one aspect of my life. So I was being very, very intentional with my spending, with my tracking, with making sure that I check on everything every day, that it, it spilled into my business where I was more in tune with my customers. I was paying closer attention to what they were needing, or I was paying closer attention to the data of my business of, you know, maybe where do I need to improve next month? The same way that I was doing that with our money and our finances. So good. So there was a trickle down effect. Yes. You became more focused and aware of what was happening in the bank accounts. It just Mm -hmm. automatically poured into your business and cultivated stronger habits on that front too. Yeah. And that, that was one of the, like one of the major things. I mean, my business has helped me not completely, but has helped me in a big portion of this year. We've paid off 
Omer $9,000 worth of debt since January 1. Wow. Um, and my business is a big part of that. So the trickle down effect almost, so like I started here with the finances and the money, it helped my business, which then helped make the finances and the money go up even more and build better habits on top of it. Because then I was able to invest basically back into my finances. So it was like this big circular thing where even now I can, I can still see that things are on a uphill trajectory, whether, you know, we all know ups and downs in business, but whether they're really small, there's still a positive every single month that is then paying back our finances because of my business. And my business is growing because I started tracking my finances better. That's right. It all plays into each other. Yep. So, okay. What do you think for anybody who's listening and they're like, they, this is striking a chord. (laughs) There's probably a lot. (laughs) Probably a lot. What do you think messes people up today? Like, what do you think are the biggest temptations? I know I have a couple of ideas. What do you Mm -hmm. think makes it more difficult for us today to be smart with what we have in our bank accounts and the investments that we have for our businesses and all of that? So I think there's a couple things, but some of the main ones may seem so simple that you don't even notice them. Mm -hmm. Um, The ease of spending money in this day and age with one click on your cell phone, you will see money fly out the door faster than you can ever bring it back. Right. Amazon one click, death to me. Like I, I can't tell you how many Amazon packages have showed up at my door and I'm like, what the hell did I even buy? And then I open it. And I'm like, I don't need this. Right. But it was so easy. And at 3 a.m. when I was up nursing a baby last year, I just randomly needed this new pen set that I'm not going to use. Like, it's just, it's so easy. Same with, um, I love influencers. That's what we all are. All of us are influencers. We all have businesses. We all, I totally respect the hustle and the game. But the ease of swiping up on an Instagram post, it's too easy. Too easy. And, and I think that, that as much as I love, love the hustle, it's one of those things that you being aware of your spending and how easily you can swipe up on those does not take away from how successful they can be. It just means being aware of your triggers or your downfall. Because when I see this little girl in a really cute skirt, And I'm like, I love her outfit. I need that. So then I feel good. And then I swipe on up and I just bought a skirt. I don't wear skirts, but I still bought it. (laughs) And you live in Michigan. And And I live in Michigan. Like it's winter nine months out of the year. So, and those were things that I had, that I think are such a downfall. And especially in this day and age, everybody's trying to keep up with everybody else. And that is one of the, you know, the comparison game is a deadly one. And, you know, that old saying of comparison is the thief of joy is a hundred percent true. But even now we all need to take responsibility for ourselves as grown ass adults and be able to tell ourselves when to compare ourselves for leveling up. I think that's a great part of it because I look at people all the time who are more successful. Maybe they take care of themselves better. They're better at self-care. And I'm like, I will compare myself to you because I can level up to be that great. I can be like you because I can follow your example. But when you compare yourself in the way that makes you overspend, doubt yourself, forget your financial goals, it's really dangerous. And it's a very steep slope when you start doing that because you will blow more money and blow, honestly, your mindset if you keep doing that. Agreed. And that's okay. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And again, everything that I'm saying is because I know from experience mm-hmm. that is, that's what tripped me up. Having these apps that are so accessible, so easy, yes. so easy to buy. I mean, yep. I, I had to delete Amazon. I deleted mm-hmm. the other one I deleted, um, recently actually a target. I deleted target. Yep. Too easy. Um, and then also the influencers, you know, following bloggers. I, 
I've talked about this before, how I have a personal Instagram account and then I have a business Mm -hmm. and on my personal, obviously I follow a bunch of personal friends, but then I have a ton of bloggers, ton, ton of bloggers. And before I was really, um, only focused on my business. Like I am now, I spent much more time on my personal and all I would see were these cute chicks pushing the same items, looking really, really good in these jeans. I was like, I want I want to look like that. Yep. And it was one thing after another. It's always small things, right? It's always yeah. it's the little things that add up so fast. $40 there. Yeah, exactly. And whenever I made that switch and I started only using my business account, I never get on my personal. I only use my business account and I follow maybe, 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 I think I follow one fashion blogger just because it doesn't okay. work my business. Yeah. And that's it. And now like when you're not staring at it all day, you don't realize how hard you're making it on yourself when you can be so accessible and you're staring at these chicks and these cute clothes and all these things to buy that aren't like you said. It's one thing to buy something that's going to improve you. Yes. It's going to help you up level as a person or investing in your business or whatever that looks like. But it's another thing to buy a pair of shoes that you don't need. You don't need it. Right. Right. The one, one of the things that I look at now is do I have a place? So like I'm sitting in my closet currently. And one of the things that I think about, especially when I'm shopping for clothes, because it just because we're better with money doesn't mean that I don't ever have to buy another thing again. That, which is one of the hardest parts is it's so easy to fall back into that. But now one of the things that I always make sure that I think about is, do I have a place for it? Do I have a specific use for it? Or am I going to wear it or use it more than once? Is it going to help myself? So three of the things that I will not give up, even though I've become better at spending are my skincare because it, y'all, we age at a crazy rate when you become a parent. I will not give that up. But my skincare, my workout clothes, because I do go to the gym and that is something that I have adapted this year that is really helpful self-care wise. And um, the last thing that I won't give up on is, and now I'm drawing a blank. Um, Oh, the specific type of laundry detergent that we use that is a little more expensive than most, but it works really well for my son. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. You got to do what you got to do as a parent. Yeah. I love that. No, those are, it's so practical. And that's the thing, like you said, they seem so obvious and they are. And that's the thing, like they're Mm -hmm. so obvious that they fly right under the radar and you don't even think twice about it. At least I sure wasn't. Yeah. And because no one talks about it, there's no reminder for it either. Because this type of topic is still in this day and age where it's a time where we can talk about anything. And I'm using air quotes. But there's still so many taboo topics and money and spending is definitely one of them. Absolutely. It's, it still is. And that's, I mean, I've, I've talked a little bit more about it and I've always noticed like anytime I talk about money, I get so much more engagement on things and it just shows me, it validates that people are craving this kind of realness. Like this is what it looks like, and this is what I'm doing. And I think of another moment that was like, so I just think we're growing businesses here. Mm-hmm. And part of that is investing in your business. And I remember like such a real moment for me. And like, it wasn't, I mean, I'm not gonna be dramatic and say it was rock bottom. It was such a real <laughs> moment, but I wanted to invest in this coach. And this was a few months ago. I really wanted to invest in this coach. And I was like really fired up about it. And I, I didn't have the money in my account, in my business account. Yeah. And that doesn't sound like a big deal, but, and, and I wanted to take it out of savings and Chris was like, no, thank God. And I'm glad right. that he did. Um, he was like, well, you know, we need to take that out of your business account. And I didn't have it, but the messed up part was I should have like, yes. the amount of money, you know, and that was a huge, it was like that gut check. It was a huge gut check. And I'm, and I'm looking around like, where is this money going? And I'm looking at yeah. all the stuff in my house, these new clothes, the, all the, the stupid stuff. So anyway, just purging of the soul here. Yes. <laughs> just, it's you know. true. And I like, I know there's times now when I will have someone reach out to me about skincare and they will, you know, they will see something that I post and I will get a message and it will say, girl, 
I need your help with my face. I have these breakouts. I'm 35. I can't be a mom of three with my face looking like this. I'm embarrassed to go to school. I, you know, I don't feel good about myself. How can you help me? And I can help them. I have something that will help you. And once I give them the price, they're like, I can't afford that. That's too expensive. But the next day in their stories, they post about the cute new $200 boots that they got at the Nordstrom sale. Right. And it's, it's one of those, like, and I've had those moments too where it's a gut check, but it's one of those, we also have to get our mindset right because we are so turned around where when we look at investing in our business, when we look at investing in ourselves, especially as women, as moms, you know, when you want to do something for yourself, it's very easy to think of the money that you're quote unquote spending instead of remembering your spending can be in check, but you can also invest in your business and yourself. And multiply your money. Yes, exactly. And it will pay you back tenfold. It's so funny that people don't even think about, and my, myself included, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be so quick and to get these instant gratification spending, you know, yes. to feel that, that rush of, of excitement. But then I don't think like, okay, well I could take that money Mm-hmm. and in a month or two buy 10 of those things. Exactly. Um, and not even want it anymore, by the way. that That's right. something that I started doing that's, that has really helped me is I think what will, anything over $100 that I want to buy, I wait 24 hours. Smart. That's really so smart. Have you ever done anything like that? That is like really surprisingly helped me. Yes. Um, and it's funny that you say that because there is, there's one blogger that I follow. She's not a fashion blogger. She's a mom blogger. Um, but one thing that she said at the beginning of this, probably like right as I was going through this whole like financial mindset transformation, um, she and her husband are extremely frugal and they share what they're paying off next. And right now they, they're like in their young thirties, everything is paid off, including both of their student loans and everything and blah, blah, blah. They just bought their brand new suburban in cash and they're paying off their house. And I'm like, well, shit, I need to be like you. And her rule is you can shop. However, anything that you want to buy online, you leave in your cart for 24 hours. And if you wouldn't pay for it full price, don't buy it in a sale. Oh, wow. So I'm like, well, true, because how many of us get sucked in with those old Navy sales emails and you're like, but it's 40% off. I got to see what they have. <laughs> exactly. Like you can't pass it up. Right. Um, old Navy. That's another thing. I've got to unsubscribe from them because yeah, it's like major. Seriously, the, the mind space that you will gain back by going through your email and unsubscribing to stuff is insane. Yeah. Huge. Oh yeah. Cause it's always, it's like doomsday. This is going to be the last sale that we ever have in the history of ever. And right. Right. And then the next day something pops up that's better and you're like, well, crap. Come on. Yep. So, okay. For anybody listening to this, that's feeling triggered and they're like, okay, what, what steps, what practical steps? I know that we've talked about unfollowing bloggers or follow them, but just be smart. Yeah. Um, be selective be selective for sure. Um, don't feel like you need to pay their bills with yes. the hard earned money, um, and show your support. They're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what other practical tips would you give somebody to be more mindful? So a couple of things, the email unsubscribing is a huge one. Yeah. Um, Again, unfollow people that, you know, you may be triggered by or that you know that you have bought from before, maybe not specifically from them, but if you have swiped up on their thing and you've bought something and you haven't worn it yet, that's a sign. sign. You can love them, but leave them. Unfollow them. Also, change who you're following. One of the biggest things, even that my business taught me, but that I've carried over into, you know, my financial mindset is... You have the ability on social media these days to follow people who align with your goals. Mm. So I have unfollowed a lot of a lot of different people, things, companies that I may want to buy from too much and that don't serve me, but I've also followed new people or new accounts or new businesses that do align with what I'm trying to do. Mm. Um, like Dave Ramsey. If you want to save money or like get a gut check, he's almost like your dad right. like knocking some sense into you, okay. which we, let's be honest, we all need sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So Dave Ramsey's a great one. Um, the budget mom 
is another one. She's a great one to follow. She goes very in depth with finances. Like she sits down and she will show you her spending for the week or she will show you her savings. And like the way that she does it is very intense and I love it. Um, and then another one is the make sense. Um, and she shares like little tips here and there of like, make sure you check your subscriptions today to cancel anything that you don't want. Cause that's a deadly one where all of a sudden you check your PayPal and you're like, where did $50 go? And you had four subscriptions that you totally forgot about. Mm -hmm. So following people that align with what you're trying to do, um, deleting apps off your phone. I pr take Amazon and target. Um, I know that Zulily is another one that a lot of moms fall into yeah. because it, it's got tons of kids stuff. Um, unfollow those and, or uh, take them off your phone and then see what you've saved in a couple weeks of not buying anything from them. And you'll be really surprised at how easy it is to just click something and buy it. And then when it comes in, you totally forgot what you even got. That's right. And something that I started doing and again, so simplistic, but very impactful for me mm -hmm. was checking my bank account every single day. Yes. And because it used to be something almost like a thing of shame where I was scared to check because mm -hmm. I, I didn't like what I was seeing and then forcing myself to check it every day and keep a pulse on it. Yes. Made me realize like, did I really need that Chick-fil-A again? Did I really need that Starbucks? Like, are these things serving me at all? Like so many little things that aren't aren't adding right. to my life. They're just like habitual, right. um, yep. quick, impulsive spending habits that are sucking the life out of my bank account. Yes. So I know like just again, checking every single day and taking note of these things and taking note of, okay, I can be better. How can I improve? That helped me immensely. That's a, that's a great way to do it. Um, and we, we kind of went like a step further and we only spend cash other than our bills. Mm -hmm. We won't like, I have, we pull out cash. We have cash envelopes. I know that some people are like, Oh girl, that is, mm -mm, that's too old school for me. That's Guys, if you're, like if you're serious about really making a huge change, it's the way to do it because using, even using a debit card, is so dangerous because it's still so easy to swipe and it may certain banks still take a day or two to update. So where you won't even remember that you spent something, all of a sudden you're forgetting about it and then it pops up and you're like, Oh crap, I forgot that was, that was that I got that or, Oh, I forgot that, that was going through and using cash, you know, when you spend cash, like it almost hurts. It almost like stabs my soul when I hand over 20 to someone these days. Yeah. And I like, it, it makes me think about it so much more. And once the cash is out of the envelope, I'm done until next payday. So it, it makes you much more aware of what you're spending and where you're spending because you actually have to like take that cash out and hand it to a person. You can't use a machine usually. Right. Wow. I forgot that cash was even right. <laughs> yep. So well, that is a pro tip. I don't yep. know how I'll be implementing that one. <laughs> like you said, for somebody who really wants to take this to the next yes. level, that's like, cause you're right. It's so easy to swipe. It doesn't feel like you, it's not even like real money in a way. Right. It doesn't hurt. It's so dumb to say, but yeah, whenever you're pulling out real green, crisp dollar bills, it's right? a lot harder to buy that $18 latte. Yeah. For real. Yeah. So I love that. Any other practical tips that you can think of? Um, my, probably my last practical one is save all of your change. So we have something, um, we call them sinking funds. If you guys follow me, I have a highlight on it. It will explain everything. But basically, it's upcoming expenses that you know are going to happen that you need to save for, but you can save for here and there little by little. So every piece of change that we get between Jake and I, every couple days, whether it's in our car, in our wallets, whatever, we bring it into the house and it goes in a jar. And when the jar is full, we cash it out. And that's the money that we fill our sinking funds with. So that's where Christmas money comes from. And we, by the way, we are keeping that $300 budget. So each kid has a $100 limit and that's it. So that. all of our change, I think, so we've already met our Christmas sinking funds this year. And it's only what, August? Wow. We've been able to, just in change since January, I think we've 
acquired because we're only using cash. I think we have like 400 and some dollars that we've saved in change. Are you kidding me? Nope. Christmas sinking funds done. Um, and our other, our other thing for the kids is their birthday limit, $50. Because like, like your kids don't need more crap. They want you and they want their family and they want the fun memories. And my family and Jake's family are so good at sending gifts because they don't live here. Right. So we keep our gift limit small because we get to spend the time with them. They can give them gifts because they don't get that. That's right. So, so good. Christmas is done. And we almost have all three of the kids' birthdays done for the next year. Just in saving your change. Um, Which, I mean, how many of us, like, just toss, like, we toss our change and forget about it. Or, like, I'll look in a purse from two years ago and I'm like, why is it so heavy? Because it's got so much freaking change. Y'all change is money. Oh, my God. I, I don't know why. I'm like, my... Y'all can't see me. My job, I'm like, really, it's genius. Because you're right. You just toss it to the side or, you know, yeah. people use it, obviously. But there's so much. I mean, I know we have a whole jar sitting in our cabinet right now. Yeah. That I used to ride around with <laughs> a few years ago. Right? Um, you think you're going to go and you forget about. <laughs> when I couldn't fill my car up. And I still have that same jar with, like, there's got to be $50 worth of change in there. Yeah. And we're just taking it for granted. And that's so smart. Yeah. And, for, funds. Yeah. and for some people, I mean, listen, if you are in a financial position where like you're wondering how you're going to cover groceries this month and you're, ha- you're like, oh, I have to put that on a credit card. You could have money for groceries sitting around your house and change and you don't even know it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. So good. I love those so much. Okay. So here's the deal. Clearly for anybody who's listening right now, Hillary knows what's going on. She shares all of these tips all the time, which is why I love following her. And I loved your, um, your point of being mindful of who you're following on the internet because what you focus on grows. So if you're following a bunch of people who are posting things for you to buy all the time, obviously you're going to be more tempted. You're going you're going to spend more. If you're following people who are more money literate and sharing their good money habits, then that's going to eventually rub off on you too. So Hillary needs to be added to your list along with Dave Ramsey, Budget Mom, and V Makes Sense. Follow Hillary. We're going to link her because you share, I love how you break it down. You share it in such a real easy to understand way, which I appreciate because it can oh, sometimes, but like you can make it sexy. And I like that. Right. It's, it doesn't have to be as like daunting as you think. So like, mm-hmm. like it's almost like a game when you start finding ways to save money and you start finding ways to grow your money. It's almost like you're winning at a game. That's it's like addictive. You want to keep going. The best game ever. Right. The one that pays you back. That's <laughs> So, okay. So whenever this airs, so obviously this was supposed to air last week, but we had tech issues. So now it's airing. And the day that this airs, you were actually hosting a free training on how to create and start a budget, correct? That's what you're going through the training on? Yep. We're going to go through all the basics. Yeah. And it's going to be super in depth, super easy to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, so anybody that's listened to this right now and you're thinking that you want to get your hands on this, Hillary very nicely is going to create an additional opt-in, correct, for people who is listening after you teach it and explain that so people can get their hands on it. Yeah. So in the link in my bio, um, and like we said, we're going to link me below, you're going to click on opt-in for replay. So I am going to record the training. It's going to be a really in-depth, like no BS. It's not going to be too much to absorb. I know that finances scare some people. They were scary to me. And I am not, I am not a financial expert by any means, but I was a mom who saw that we were like on the verge of financial disaster and shit needed to change. So I am basically sharing in-depth, step-by-step, how we created a budget that works for us and that we've been able to follow really closely this year without being stressed. Cause I think that's the other thing. I mean, so many, so many of the things out there can be too intense where it just turns you off that's and that's right. obviously not going to help anybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's going to be this or it's going to be on Monday. 
So the day that this airs, it's going to be that night. Um, and that day you can go to the link in my bio. You can opt in for replay. And then I will be sending the replay out the next day. Perfect. Okay. So if you're listening to this right now and you want in on this training, which you do, just go to the link in Hillary's bio. We'll link everything. Um, we'll just link the opt-in directly too. Yep. And um, they can grab that replay. Since that sounds perfect. Amazing. Well, Hillary, thank you so much. Cause I really, I needed some backup on this one and you delivered. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that that more people are becoming open to this kind of conversation because I think that we can all become better people when we're not as stressed and finances make us more stressed. And this is something that like people almost need to have someone tell them like you can be empowered enough to change this if you really want it. People don't know how to give themselves permission for it. So take it upon yourself and we can move forward. And two people, by the way, like who didn't grow up learning this stuff. Like we are two people that had, you know, and still I'm still working through these things in real time. Don't worry. I'm not healed. Oh yeah. It's a work in progress every day, but we can do this together. So, um, I'm just, I'm so excited to have you on here and to share these things. Thank you so much. So yeah, anybody listening, check out the, um, the show notes, follow Hillary. She's hilarious. She's so real. It is refreshing. And, um, and yeah, we'll have to have you on again soon. I'm ready. Thank you so much. Thanks Hill. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.